Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today the title of our meditation is The Spirit of True Heroism. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. And the Bible says, For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Strength of character. It consists of two things. The power of the will and the power of self-control. Many youth mistake a strong, uncontrolled passion for strength of character. Right? I've seen that self-righteous, uncontrolled passion and they feel self-righteous about it because it feels like there's strength of character about something that's important. But the truth is that he who is mastered by his passions is a weak man or woman. The real greatness and nobility of a man is measured by the power of the feelings that he or she subdues, not by the power of the feelings that subdue him or her. The strongest man is he who, while sensitive to abuse, will yet Restrain passion and forgive his enemies. Such men are true heroes. So I can almost hear somebody saying, well, what's so good about that? To be, to let somebody abuse you and, and restrain your anger and forgive your enemies. That What does that do? It is, that doesn't get me anywhere. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. It helps you create the strength of character that Jesus had for right. Because we either reflect God or we reflect Satan. There is no middle ground, no neutral ground by which we can go and uh, sneak through this whole experience of life and show up at the other end by following the neutral trail. There's no neutral trail. You're either, we're either reflecting God or reflecting Satan. We're either reflecting selfishness or we're reflecting unselfishness. And well, who we are is what comes out of us. What somebody else does to us in the form of abuse or anything else is about them, not us. We don't have to take it on or feel like we have to, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We don't have to deal with those things. So the example of an energetic person is far-reaching. He or she has an electric power over others. He meets obstacles in his work, but he has the push in him, and instead of allowing his way to be hedged up, he just breaks down every barrier. God's people just move ahead on the path of right and uh, don't get sidetracked or don't get by stoning the devil's dogs. There are thorns in every path. All who follow the Lord's leading must expect to meet with disappointments, crosses, and losses. We may not have any friends. Jesus might be our only friend. We have to be willing for that to be so. But a spirit of true heroism will help him to overcome these losses and disappointments. Many greatly magnify seeming difficulties and then begin to pity themselves and give way to despondency. Such need to make an entire change in themselves and discipline themselves to put forth exertions, overcome childish feelings. They should determine that life shall not be spent in working at trifles. Let them resolve to accomplish something and then do it. 
Many make good resolutions, but they're always going to do something and never get at it. About all the resolutions amount to is talk. Everyone should have an aim, an object in life. The loins of the mind should be girded up and the thoughts be trained to keep to the point as the compass to the pole. Worthy purposes should be kept constantly in view. Instead of out there rearranging furniture on a ship that's going down, let's focus on are we ready to go down with the ship or are we going to not go down with the ship? Every thought and act should tend to their accomplishment. Let there be a fixedness of purpose to carry out that which is undertaken. I just have a question. It's so difficult to think of the abuse that we have to put up with. And Jesus says that you, my people laid themselves down and you went over. And uh, I don't have that reference for you. I think you can find it if you search it. And then Jesus went in the wilderness and he was getting ready to be tested before he began his mission. Came to live a life in fallen human nature without using any divinity to give him the to give him the advantage that we could not do. He came to show us how he did it and what his tools of victory were. He never failed one time. And yet God allowed his son to be born into this world where Satan ruled. He allowed Satan to lift him up and take him on top of the temple. He allowed Satan to show him all the kingdoms of the world. He allowed Satan to try to deceive him. He allowed him to be hungry 40 days and 40 nights without water and food. And as long as he was um, cloistered in with his father in prayer, he didn't even feel it. He was sustained. But when it was over, suddenly the hunger came on like nobody's business. And Satan then saw him in his weakness and decided to attack. God let that happen, didn't he? Why? His victory is our victory. He was creating a character in our fallen nature that he could give to us as a gift. His robe of righteousness that we can put on. He didn't just, God just didn't let Jesus go and have an easy time in the wilderness and not have any difficulties and then come through to victory, did he? He learned he perfection by the things which he suffered. And you and I, we're not going to escape these difficulties, these trials. It doesn't do us any good to whine about it. And once we realize the power of the victory God has given us, we'll be at peace. Once we know that he's using us, just like he used Job. Remember, Job had no idea what was happening to him. Why was he this going through this? He had never done anything wrong. He was a perfect example. God called him a perfect, upright man. And yet Job was an example to many universes, many planets of life, all the angels, everybody who did not understand sin. They didn't understand what Satan had started. And in Job's life, he showed the power of surrender and submission and faith and trust in God. He never once blamed God for what happened to him. And even at, and at the end, he was rewarded. Uh, like, how much more did he receive? But it's not about what we get, but reward. It's what kind of a witness are we into the world? Like Satan made the claim that, that none of us could, that we would all give in to him. 
he couldn't stand it that Jesus never gave in to him and that you know he just made him so angry and frustrated but we will have to live through the end times the very last time on earth are the weakest people on the planet that have ever lived with the lowest IQs and the most difficulties with our health God is going to bring to pass his will in this last generation we're going to be a witness and everybody on all the other planets and in heaven will know that they can trust us the sin will never rise again Otherwise, they wouldn't want us to go there to heaven. They wouldn't want us there if we couldn't be trusted. It had to be shown that even under difficulty, most trying, we would be faithful. So, is this the most enlightening reading, don't you think? And what is strength of character? We were told that it's the power of the will and self-control. That's how strong our character is. We're either weak or we're strong. Using willpower to control self, we read, Many you think strong, uncontrolled passions is strength of character, but we've read that character is strength, is measured by self-control, by the proper exercise of the will. So, if we are, if the passion master the man, he is weak in character. I love the poetry and the thought that is expressed of real greatness and nobility measured by the power of the feelings that are subdued. So actually, no one can measure another, for only the self-awareness can know what has been felt and subdued and how hard it was. Jesus was just such a man, born with our nature, sensitive to the events he suffered, yet he restrained passion and he forgave his enemies, a true hero. The Bible says, what all the scars in your hands what are those scars in your hands somebody speaking to jesus and the answer comes that which i suffered in the house of a friend our house our planet earth scarred our elder brother yet he forgives and he doesn't resent us because he came to save he did not come to condemn he does not blame us for our condition and situation but he gives us a way out we need to discipline ourselves to overcome all childish feelings when I became a man I put away childish things we're told resolve to accomplish something and do it what shall we resolve to accomplish the self-discipline that overcomes self-pity and begins to pity the lost in every way they manifest themselves instead of being angry at the lost we pity them for the only heaven that they will have is here and now if they don't find the Savior. It may help to list a few worthy purposes to write on cards and tape around the house to remind us of our goals. Um, no sour face or self-pity. No angry voices. No getting even. No revenge. And, on the positive side, expressions of kindness and appreciation, no matter how we feel or what's happening in our lives. Sharing without resentment giving a helping hand, expressions of encouragement to others. Forgiveness is forgetfulness. Do not place yourself in a path of repetition. In other words, you can forgive somebody, but don't let them just keep doing the same thing to you over and over and over again. We can forgive and move on, but then we have to just stay away from them and sometimes um, cut them off as a friend. So we look for the good in folks, don't we? Let's put a card up that says, look for the good in everyone. 
practice courtesy, avoid overeating. I could go on and on. Make your own list, though. Remember prayer, that's one. Appreciate the true heroes around you. Start a new trend in your home and neighborhood by being a true hero through your will and self-control. There's a promise in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. Do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Matthew 25, 35, and 40 say, For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. Sick, and you visited me. In prison, and you came to me. For inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. So he doesn't say, uh, Welcome to heaven, come into eternal life to those who say, Well, we believed in you, Jesus. No. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help us to realize that how we behave today to those we meet is how we treat you in the person of all we meet. Help us to put self aside and let you do the work in us that you want to do. If we surrender and recognize the trials and tests that you give us as tools to bring us through to a better state of being, a stronger character in you. In your name we pray, amen. <sighs> May many blessings be with you today. The blessings of realizing the work God's doing in your life and the victory over self through self, through will and self-control. Your character reveal Jesus to the world. I'll see you tomorrow.